Good evening. I'd like to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. Thank you for taking time out of your week to join us for this midweek time of devotion and prayer. I pray that you and your family are doing well, and I'm excited about everything God is doing, and this is church. And I know this past Sunday, if you were here in person or maybe you watched online, I shared a, a comeback plan, and certainly this is not complete. I did a quick overview. Some of the details are still being worked out, but we are excited about what God is going to do. God's faithfulness and bringing us through a wilderness period. And we understand that there's challenges along the way, but God is faithful and God promises to be with us. So I'm excited. And I will share a little bit more in just a few minutes, but Tonight, I wanted to do a follow-up on what we talked about last Wednesday night. If you joined us, we talked about our enemy as the devil. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it said, Be self-controlled and alert your enemy. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Then I shared out of Priscilla Shirer's discipleship study, the armor of God, some names of Satan. And I want to give you some more names of, of the devil or Satan in just a moment. But as we shared that our enemy is not a family member, a spouse, or a neighbor, or a co-worker, or, or a friend, a boss, an employee, but the real enemy is the devil. A familiar passage that I know many of you are, are familiar with is found in Ephesians chapter 6. And if you have your Bible, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. And we know that Paul continues by giving us the pieces of the armor of God that we are to put on. And, and we certainly can share those in just a moment. But maybe tonight you feel as though you are under attack. Last week we said that Satan can use many forms. He can attack us through another person. He can attack us through our health. He can attack us through our finances, through our work, maybe in relationships or with neighbors or, or maybe attack us in our sleep, we discuss. But we understand that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but these spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. And so tonight I want to share a, a few more names that it's important that we be familiar with our enemy. 
when I was in high school playing basketball, we would watch game film of an opponent. And why did we watch game film? That was to let us know their weapons that they used. If they had a great shooter, we wanted to try to lock them down defensively. Or if they had a had a good uh, defender, then we understood that whoever that person was going to be guarding, maybe they had to go a different way. Or we would watch the opposing team so we would be prepared when game time came. And so tonight I'm trying to encourage you and us to be prepared when the enemy attacks. Because did you remember what he said? That the devil is fighting us with his evil schemes. And so he's scheming. He's got a game plan to fight you and me. And so we must be prepared. So tonight, some more names that we talk about is Satan, uh, which means adversary. And Priscilla Shirer gave this definition. The enemy is acting antagonistic to the plans and purposes of God. He will always seek to misconstrue and malign the character of God and to thwart the purposes of God. And you remember in the book of Job, which I know some of our Sunday school classes have been studying Job, but do you remember in Job chapter 1, Beginning with verse 6, it said, One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming throughout the, throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. And we know that the devil has been roaming here and there and to and fro looking like that roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. And he was about to wreak havoc on Job, who was an upright man who feared God and shunned evil. And we know he was about to wreak havoc on his life. And just because we are upright and, and we try to turn away from evil and we try to obey God does not exempt us from the devil's attacks. Even people like Job were attacked. We know that, that Paul had a, a thorn in his flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment him continuously. And so even righteous, God-fearing, godly people get attacked. And we know that the devil is trying to thwart God's plan for our lives so we must be aware, again, that our enemy is not this person or, or not that neighbor or, or this coworker, but the real enemy is the devil. And we certainly are undergoing spiritual warfare in our country and in our world today. Christians are being attacked on the local level and the, the world level. And so we must continue to be prepared for these attacks. But then another name is Lucifer, which means day star or shining one. The enemy's appearance is attractive, alluring, and charming. Because of this, 
He can approach you in an appealing way to lure and entice your attention and admiration. This deceptive package will often be the furthest from repulsive or foul, making his handiwork difficult to detect. So you remember that Lucifer or this day star or shining one was a lead angel. He was one of God's most uh, beautiful angels. And that's hard for us to fathom. And if you would read back in Isaiah chapter 14, we see where things went wrong. In verse 12 of Isaiah 14, it says, How you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations, you said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly on the utmost heights of Mount Zaphon. So we know it was a heart problem. This angel was so proud that he thought he could become greater than God. And instead, what happened, he got cast out of heaven. But not only did he get get cast out, but or got cast out rather, but several other angels went with him. And it was funny that just as I had to run home a few moments ago, I heard on Christian radio, Dr. David Jeremiah, who happened to be talking about this very same thing. So God, I'm thankful, had placed on my heart a message that he had placed on some other pastors like Dr. David Jeremiah as well. But he was talking about this particular passage and how many times when the devil tries to bring others along and uh, many times he doesn't fly solo, but he's got to have his posse, so to speak, with them. And you remember in Luke chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So Jesus even witnessed Satan being cast out of heaven. And so we know that the devil is that shining one who many times takes on an attractive appearance and will even have a following I mean, I, I think just popped into my heart and head. I think about, remember Pastor uh, Jim Jones, who uh, was with the, that great uh, massacre that took place, the, got that Guyana tragedy, that he was an attractive, uh, alluring, uh, what people thought was a messenger from God, but really Satan had taken over and caused so many innocent people to die by by drinking that cyanide-laced Kool-Aid because they were following him and not following God. They were following someone who was appealing to them, but yet he was leading them astray. And so we know that um, 
the devil can take on many forms and appearances. And so we must watch out. But the true matter was that Satan, the devil, Lucifer had a heart problem. He was so proud and he wanted to be greater than God. And, and sometimes people believe they are greater uh, than God or, or greater than uh, someone that they work for or greater than uh, someone that, and then they try to get folks to follow them to say, hey, you know, I, and their heart is not where it needs to be. I, I pray tonight that we would be careful. But then another name is ruler of the world, which means the enemy's approach is not isolated to individuals. He has collective, cultural, and global methods designed to derail entire nations and people groups from God's intended plan. He carefully crafts and proliferates philosophies, doctrines, and moral perspectives across entire demographics in order to steer whole societies away from God. And a verse that you probably heard me share through the years is out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. It says, the God, which is the little g, referring to the devil or Satan, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. And I believe tonight that not only does the devil blind unbelievers, but I believe that the devil, this little G God, can blind believers' hearts and minds. He is, as we talked about last week, the father of all lies. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. And we know that the devil will try to blind people so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. So we must be aware that the devil is the ruler of this world, but certainly we know who the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is, and we know that one day every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But then there's another name tonight that we want to remember is the Prince of power of the air or prince of darkness, which means, as we just talked about, that the devil does not work alone. He is the chief leader of the tribe of dark forces who seek to carry out his purposes in the domain of darkness, a very real yet invisible realm that affects everything seen and heard in the physical, visible realm. And we look once again back at Ephesians. Ephesians, first of all, Ephesians 2, verse 2, which says, well, begin with verse 1. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Talking about Satan. And then back over in Ephesians chapter 6, 
It says in verse 12, once again, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So we know that Satan takes on many forms. He has many names, just like someone we talked about who might try to steal someone's identity. They, they might use many different names. And uh, you never know which one is authentic or they're, they're lying about who they are, or they, who they say they are. And so Satan does the very same thing. And so what are we supposed to do? Well, again, back in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and 11, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Verse 13 and following, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when, not if, when, and you might be experiencing that day of evil, even right now, tonight, you're going through something that's overwhelming you, it's scaring you, uh, causing you to lose sleep, causing you to wonder what you're going to do. And then here's the game plan. Stand firm then. Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then here's one of our greatest weapons against evil. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And then Paul went on to say, pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. And I hope you all will pray that for me as well, but you understand that we must be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power that we put on the full armor of God so that not if, but when the day of evil comes, we'll take our stand. And then that we clothe ourselves with these certainly parts of the armor and then to pray. That's one of our greatest defenses against the devil. One of our most powerful resources is that we pray. And so tonight, I hope you will be encouraged and to remember that, again, greater is the one that is in us than he that is in the world, which is Satan. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so if you're under attack tonight, which 
Many of us are in some form or another. Know that the devil's been defeated. And if you were here Sunday or if you watched, you heard me talk about when we were on vacation, that snake, that serpent going right out in front of me, almost stepped on it. It came out of the tall grass like the devil often does. And then when I was running uh, just this past Saturday, I saw a dead snake right in my path on the side of the road. And so the devil's been defeated and uh, he knows he's been defeated, but he's going to try any way possible to discourage, to defeat, to destroy you and me. But we know again that we have overcome through the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. So tonight, I'd like for us to have a time of prayer. You should have received, if you're on our email list, a, a prayer sheet. We have some folks that are going through some real struggles tonight, and I'm, I'm not going to call them by name, but please read over. We have folks that are in the hospital, folks that are starting treatments or still going through treatments. We have families that are uh, struggling in some form or another. And I ask that you continue to pray for this virus to end. I know now there are new strands that they are saying are, are uh, coming out and, and causing people to get sick, even children. And, you know, just as we're trying to start up some new ministries and, and we're beginning to you know, get our children back under a more normal schedule at, at school. You know, it seems like every time we turn around, there's another obstacle, another roadblock. And, and I believe even Satan can use this virus to bring discouragement and again, to bring harm to people. So we've got to continue to pray uh, and keep our eyes fixed upon Jesus. Continue to pray for Vacation Bible School going on this week. I'm so grateful that we're seeing some children and families back at church. And and even though, you know, our, our numbers may not be as good as they would have been, you know, back before all of this, the numbers have improved each night. And so I'm so grateful and we anticipate again tonight uh, another great night with many children coming and, and their families, I pray, will come to know Christ as seeds are being planted. And tonight, if you've never given your heart and life to Christ and you've never had an encounter with God, Sunday you heard me share about the, the three E's that we're going to base all of our ministries around, which really we've tried to do this through the years, but just uh a renewed vision, a reminder that we want everyone who come through these doors, who who participate in any ministry of this church, whether it's children or, or youth or music or men's or women's ministry or, or manna house or grief share or men's Bible study, women's Bible study, discipleship courses, that everyone would have an encounter with the living God, that they would feel the presence of the Lord, and then that we would grow and we would equip you to grow in your faith, to grow in wisdom and in truth. And, and then we would, finally, we would evangelize 
whether it's in our neighborhoods or at our schools or on our teams or, or wherever we go, our workplaces, that we would be bold in sharing the message of Christ. So please be in prayer as we are excited. In August, I pray to get started um, back with some of these exciting ministries. But we need your help. We need volunteers that will help whether it's parking, uh, being parking greeters out in the parking lot or greeting at our services or, or whether it's signing up to be a discipleship leader or a facilitator or a Bible study teacher or still we have some Sunday school classes that need teachers or to be a volunteer helping with the meals on Wednesday night or a volunteer at the Cross Center or in, in one area of ministry or maybe volunteering at the manor house. We, we still need your help and your prayers as we come out of the wilderness and we are excited about the future here at the Fork. So tonight, thank you for worshiping with us and I'd like to close out our time by praying together. May we pray. Father, thank you for your faithfulness Thank you for promising to be with us just as you promised Moses that you would be with him as he was leading the, the children of Israel, the people of Israel out of their slavery, out of their bondage. Father, out of the wilderness, you promised to be with us. And I'm so grateful, Lord, that that message is being shared with our children this week in Bible school, Escape from the Wilderness. And they are learning the importance of putting their trust in you. And Father, may we do that tonight. And if there are any men or women or young people watching and they've never placed their trust in you, they've never had an encounter with the living Lord, may someone tonight give their heart and life to you. They would confess their sin, ask for forgiveness, invite you to come into their heart to be their Lord and Savior. May they come to know you tonight, God, and then they would follow up with believers' baptism. And Father, get involved in a local church. Lord, I, I would love it to be this one, but wherever, God, they feel led of your spirit, that they would follow through with this commitment and be equipped so they can go out and evangelize, be with this Father, this uh, vision that people would embrace it and that we would grow from it. And, and Lord, this would be just the beginning of your great work that you've already begun. And Father, I pray for all these names on our prayer list. Some, Lord, are critical. And Father, we just ask that you would be the great healer, the great physician. And we just pray that with your stripes, they would be healed in every way. Bless people going through treatments. Bless families, God, that are grieving or, or families, Lord, that are divided. And Lord, may Satan not have any glory or victory. I know, God, because of the great work you're doing at this church, Satan is throwing a fit. And he's going to try to use any means he can to divide or deceive or to lead people away or astray. So, Put a hedge of protection, Lord, around this church and around our homes and 
around our families, God, and individually that Satan would have no glory or victory, but you, God, would reign supreme. And Father, just uh, continue to be with our country and bring great revival and spiritual awakening, bring healing from this virus and and these new uh, variants or strands, Lord, that, uh, Father, that it would go away and that you would protect children and people from the virus. And Lord, just be with all of our staff, be with every staff member and be with every ministry at this church and new ministries that we will begin. And, and Father, we're just excited about everything you have done and, and are going to continue to do. And we just, we've already committed it to you, Lord. And Father, I pray tonight if someone's going through some spiritual attacks, that they would put on the full armor of God and they would take their stand and know that the battle belongs to the Lord and that you've already brought us victory through the cross and through the empty tomb. And so, Father, may we not live in defeat, but may we live in victory. And so we just love you, Lord, and thank you for loving us. Bless every person worshiping with us tonight. You know what the need is. You know what their struggle is. And, and I pray that they would feel, Father, a sense of a renewed spirit and know, God, that you're with us and you're going to help us through this challenging time. And we just thank you in advance for the victory we trust you to bring in this situation in the strong name of Jesus, the powerful name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. I wanna thank you again so much for worshiping with us tonight. Continue to pray for us, be patient with us as we're planning on in August, as the Lord leads to start back on Wednesday nights with, um, with our meals. We're speaking to some caterers right now. We, we lost our former caterers who did a great job and whom we loved, but their plate is full and their business and we certainly understand. And so be in prayer as we're speaking to some folks, we pray that it will work out and that will kind of determine when our meals begin. But then we'll be starting back with prayer meeting uh, in our sanctuary, and I'm excited about that, some focused prayer time that I look forward to, and then be in prayer as we'll be starting on Sunday nights in August, I pray, a small group, a discipleship, table group, Bible study, it's going to take many forms, and we're still working through those details and then the last Sunday night of the month, every other month, we'll have a gathering. Uh, we're looking forward to in August, hopefully and prayerfully, having a, a, a creek baptism and a fellowship. Uh, we have to work out the details about that. And then every other Sunday night, the last one of the month, we'll do a service project, a, a mission project, an evangelism project, where we'll be um, either going out into the community in some form or, or putting together some uh, care packages or like Operation Christmas Child or Harvest for Haiti or, or some uh, snack packs or, or hygiene 
packs for Natalie's sisters, but I'm excited, and I hope you'll be excited too as uh, we are coming out of the wilderness and we're ready on our journey to the promised land. But thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. I hope you have a blessed rest of the evening, and I look forward, hopefully, to seeing you in person this Sunday at 8.30 or 11, or look forward to worshiping with you online. God bless you, and remember how much God loves you, and we love you too.